Welcome to A Glass Box. I'm your host, Julia, and I'm on the women's tennis team here at the University of Oregon. On this podcast, we wanted to create a space where athletes could come and talk about things they don't get to talk about every day. This can range from mental health, to injuries, to social pressures, and really anything that has given them an opportunity to grow. This podcast is edited and produced by Nate Frary. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to talk about learning your limits. And here to join the conversation, we have Derek. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I appreciate you having me, Julia. Uh, my name is Derek Aiki. Um, I'm on the track and field team here. I'm a discus and hammer thrower. And I'm from Gainesville, Florida. And I'm a sophomore. Florida, same. All right. So I think it's kind of funny because I know you, but I don't remember getting to know you. All I remember is you were just everywhere all at once. Like you were nowhere and then all of a sudden, everywhere I was, I saw you. And I was like, who is this guy? And so I kind of know you. Like you have, for me, like your reputation is like, you're, you, you do a lot of things. You get mm-hmm. involved in a lot of things outside of your sport, um, from like ROTC, I mean, you're here in uniform right now, to um, O'Heroes, um, SAC. And as another athlete, I'm just like, wow, you're like taking on a lot of things. So yeah. I guess our conversation, let's... Let's start it off by talking about how you handle all these things outside of sports. And you know, that's that's something I'm still trying to figure out here every day. Um, straight up, a lot of times it gets really overwhelming, and there's 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 been mornings where I, I just feel like I can't do any of it, much less all of it. Um, there's been mornings I've woken up with panic attacks, struggle with um, episodes of uh, little bouts of depression, and um, it's it's been really really hard. Every quarter feels like it's starting over. Um, with just new stuff going on, trying to learn a new schedule. Uh, now being in season, it feels like every time uh, it starts over, by the time I figured it out, that I'm just having to do it all over again. Yeah. So why do you say yes to all these things? Why why, do, why don't you just like, you know, do your sport, maybe ROTC and, and school? Why do you branch out so much? Well, you see in me, um, the way you said it was, was perfectly right. I um, No one saw me last fall. And then you're you were one of everybody that, that saw me in the winter and spring. And in the fall, I was um, just not in it here. I, I really didn't like being here. Um, I was struggling a lot mentally. Um, I, I was just hiding in my room and just didn't see what this place had to offer. And I eventually I, I hit the transfer portal after the first quarter. And uh, I thought you I was done. You hit the transfer portal here? I did. I was oh, ready wow. to go. Um I was previously committed to West Point before, and so I, I thought about going back, but then um, I really thought about it, and I said, if if I'm going to give this place a, a, a shot for a quarter, I really need to go all in and figure it out at the end for, for the rest of this year. And if it's really not it by the end of the year, then we can reevaluate. So I, I really realized after that first quarter that I had not taken any of the opportunities that this place had to yeah. offer. And I think Oregon does an amazing job of flooding athletes with opportunities. So I thought if, if I'm, I'm going to really give this a try um, with everything that's offered. So I came back in winter term. Uh, I started getting involved with uh, the FCA, um, the Student Athlete Act- Activism Committee. I got really involved in O Heroes doing community service work. And just anything I saw that was an open ath- uh, athlete opportunity to, to meet new people and get involved in the community I took. That's interesting. I, that's that's cool that you were able to give your like set standards for yourself, like give yourself the actual chance to experience what Oregon has to offer. But what was going on 
that fall? Like what made you want to transfer? What was, what was going on? Let's talk about that. I mean, it was hard coming in, um, especially being here for track and field. This place has such an aura and history and, and legacy of, of Oregon track and field that growing up, uh, I knew the, the great parts of it. And this idea, I had this idealized image of what it was going to be like coming here. Here you win, you win national championships, you win Pac-12 titles, you you have uh, you win the Bowerman, the biggest um, individual athlete award in track and field. You don't you don't worry about school, you don't have injuries, you don't have other issues going on in your life, you don't this struggle with relationships. Yeah, this is these are just the daily life things I'd never even thought about because it was it had been ingrained in my own head from such a young age that this was the place where none of that exists. And it, this, it's, it's a tough thing um, when you, you – know, I probably started thinking like that when I was in late elementary school, maybe fifth or sixth grade. Um, by then, if you're involved in track and field, you know, you know about Oregon. Yeah. And so it's hard having that the image for eight or nine years and then have that come crashing down as soon as you get here. How did it come crashing down? Like when you got here, how did how did you realize like, okay, wait, I actually have to go to school. Uh, I I actually have to take care of my body. Like it's not all. It, it was goes. hard. Um, I've had a pretty rough injury history. Um, and the summer I came in here, I had uh, a meniscus surgery in my right knee. And then after the first practice here, I retore it and needed another one. <sighs> and that's after I had torn it. Uh, the year before too, and I had been competing on it torn all that year. So just just chronic meniscus issues that I'd never addressed. So it finally caught up to me. So now immediately I get to this this place I dreamed of for so long and I can't I feel like I can't take part in any any part of it. Yeah. So I come in, have my surgery again, um, and then immediately get told the surgery went great. Um it'll it should be about three months before this repaired meniscus is gonna be good. And um, I'm very, uh, we call it front sight focus, um, but just a target oriented. Uh, let me stick to a timeline. I can, I can do that fine. Um, but then maybe two months in, we're, we're, I'm finally off crutches and I re-tear my, um, I, re- I re-tear stitches Ugh. after the surgery because it, it was a repair. So they had to, to clean some stuff up and yeah. um, try to sew it back together a little bit. And then that first one hit me hard. Um, I was finally ready to be part of the team. Uh, I wasn't involved my, involving myself in any team activities before then. I just didn't feel like I deserved it because I wasn't, I wasn't able to put in all the work that everyone else was. I'm having to watch them condition and lift and practice and, and do all the things that I wish I could that are, that are not easy, but it's the fact that they were doing them and, and I wasn't. I felt like on my own I was I'm just, like I'm, I'm not good enough for them. Yeah, yeah, I am useless. And they, they never, my teammates never made me feel like that, but it was just in my own head. That's how I felt. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like sometimes when we're injured, we feel like we can't contribute to the team and you don't realize when you're not injured and somebody's out on the outside and they're cheering you on the inside, it actually helps a lot. But when you're on the outside, you don't really feel like your voice is doing much, the people that are in the workout or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I, I came in as this, um, this really highly touted lifter coming in. That was, that was a big part of my background. And I felt like, you know, now that I'm just having to, to stand there on my crutches and yell and encourage that that's, you know, what is that, that really doing? And now being in the spot where, we, of course, we have injuries in the, in the crew. And 
for the people that make the effort to show up and still be involved, it goes such a long way with us. And I'm so appreciative for them. And, and I try to let them know because it's, it's, it's hard when you feel like you can't contribute and there's this, this wall between you and them, but you can see right through it. Yeah. So let's talk about how you were able to get out of the slump of feeling like you were useless being injured. Like the turnaround. Let's talk about that. For sure. Um, for me, it, it wasn't easy because I didn't get healthy. Um, so I had my surgery, I think, the second week of October. And I was supposed to be um, back to 100% by early January, I think, maybe maybe late. Yeah. And I was still doing basic low box step-ups, um, nothing dynamic. I, I couldn't turn on my knee. I couldn't do any of that until maybe late February. And uh, I, I didn't get, for context, I didn't get completely healthy until June. Right. And so this whole time, I um, I was just trying to to figure out what I can do to feel like I'm, I'm making a difference. And um, because I was just doing rehab so much on my own, I thought this was um, just something that who my team is, is going to care at this point yeah. and who, you know, no one's going to see that I'm, I'm trying to put in this, this effort to get back with the team. And I just had this, I just created this ongoing image in my head of what my teammates are going to think. And after I got through that, I realized it wasn't at all like that. What did you realize? I realized they, they love me for me. This, they love my, my personality. Um, they loved, they love me as a, a competitor and a friend and a teammate and family here. And family is a hard word um, because that's, you have people from all over the country, all over the world here. And family can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. But it's, for me, it's the people who took care of me here. It's the people who, me being from Florida, you, you're yeah. the same deal. It's quite a long way from home. And these are the people that, even when I wanted to separate myself, that they just kept taking me in and reminding me that I'm, I'm their family too. And that I, I didn't have anything to worry about. And there was nothing conditional about this, this family that we created within our uh, team. Yeah. So were you talking back and forth with family and friends back home? In the first quarter uh, that fall, I really didn't too much. I, I really was just in my own head. Um, if I wasn't at rehab or class, uh, I was just at home or at, at the dorms in, in my bed, um, either doing homework or just trying to wait for the next day. I didn't have fun. I didn't go out and do things. My teammates would text me to to come out um, just for any kind of little fun thing, and I never took part in any part of it. Um, even even the resources here that are open, like our, our academic center, um, is a great place to get to get to know people as well as an environment that's supportive of academic life here. I wasn't making any use of that. I was just, I was really just secluding myself in my own, uh, my own home. And it's, it got hard because I was pushing those people away that were reaching out. I've never been someone that's was always reaching out for help. I've been always been pretty independent, but how did you push them away? And it's when people would ask what I'm, how I'm doing. And I feel like this can still be the case that and this, this can't be just me that if I get a, how are you doing? Do, do you really want to know? Or do you want to hear that everything's good? School is great. Love life. Go ducks. Or do you want to hear that? I haven't, haven't called my family in, few, in several weeks. 
I haven't talked to my grandma in a month. I haven't, I haven't asked for help here. I'm just, I'm stuck in my room and I'm locking myself there because I don't want to go get help. And there's no one I feel like I can talk to about it. I mean, is, is that what you really want to know? Or do you want to hear it good? And so you would just say good and, and, that, that's and let it. them do whatever they want with that answer. Mm-hmm. They can, I mean, they're, they're not here. There's no way for them to know. And I think part of it was me trying to deal with things my own way. And part of it was me just not wanting to ruin the image of my own head. Because as soon as I admit that it's just not good, I felt like part of me was just accepting that there's something wrong. And I just didn't want to do that. You didn't want to have to deal with that. No, it's in a lot of ways, it was a cop out. Yeah. It's, it's me getting to hide from that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of athletes can relate to that. It's kind of like a suck it up mentality that we, that we have like ingrained in us, you know, like you're tired, you know, suck it up, do one more rep. Um, and I guess it, it sounds like it's transferring over to like another, another part of your life where really that mentality isn't really necessary. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Cause I think our greatest strengths can be some of our greatest weaknesses as well. And I would say I wouldn't be here without a lot of that suck it up on. And a lot of people here can say the same that days you don't want to train. We, if you were here, you were never the ones that, that took the extra days off or, you know, I, in high school, every morning I got up at 4am I'd go to the gym um, I'd work out on my own. I would do something because I knew that regardless of whether I made it or not, I was going to put in the work to get there. And while that kind of, of mentality and pushing through these injuries, I threw my meniscus torn all my senior year of high school, that stuff, while it, it helped, it's not something I could turn off yeah. and it wasn't, and it's still something I have to think about and make sure I'm I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, and this, that's like learning your limits. You have to learn limits. You have to learn when, limits. Like, hey, my body needs a needs a rest. And you're not you're not weak for taking a day off and focusing on recovering. But you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm not a quitter. I can I can train through this, um, this messed up knee, and I can I can do all this without the help of other people. Um, I'll be fine if no one knows what's going on. I could just take care of myself. It's this this mentality that's useful in some places, but would just tear you apart in others if you're not careful. Yeah. And I think, and it's it's still hard. This year is um, has been one of the most draining, uh, taxing years of my life. Uh, just having been so excited to see all that Oregon has to offer, where I I thought I could do it all, and it's it's absolutely pushed me to the limit every day. I mean, you've filled your plate up with just about everything. There's not room for much else. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, track is in 20-hour weeks pretty much all year. For those that don't know, um, we have different time requirements uh, between 8 and 20-hour weeks. Um, but track is a pretty long season, so we're in 20s most of the year. Uh, I spend a lot of time doing ROTC. We have uh, three classes for that, and then I, I usually have some kind of meeting uh, once or twice a week for it. Um, I have a, a mentor in the, uh, in FCA that I have to meet with once a week. Jeez. I have, uh, a social media internship. I've been working for a year. Um, the, with Oh Heroes, um, we meet with that once a week. And then we have the, the big SAC committee meetings once a week. And it's just all these things that just flood my calendar. And there's, there's been days I wake up and I look at that and just start crying. And it, it's hard to admit, but I know, other people have to be feeling this even 
even if they don't, they're not involved in all this, there's no one's struggle that's any worse or better than, than anyone else's. As a student athletes here, we're all in the same boat. And it's just, it's been tough, but I've just had to take it one day at a time uh, and keep, you know, reminding myself that I've made it through all the days before. So I'm going to just keep making it through the ones um, still to come. Yeah. Um, I have a question about, so I feel like something that happens when people have like talked about depression or um, mental health things, I feel like there's a point where it gets to where it's just like, you know, like this is, this is pretty low. Like, I don't want to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And they find the strength within themselves to be like, okay, it's time to turn things around. Did you ever reach a point like that? For me, I wasn't, I don't know if it was a singular point, but I, last fall, I just caught myself as time went on. I wasn't treating people well. Um, my friendships, relationships, everything was just, was just bad. And looking back, this was, this was my fault. And there was people reaching out and wanting good things for me, but I, I just wouldn't let any of it in. And um, I was struggling. Um, I'm a pretty religious guy and I was struggling with, with my faith and just everything that comes with the amount of, of stress that the college student yeah. athlete life will bring you. And I think it was really when I, when I got the portal form, um, from our, from our, our track offices and I signed that paper and, and turned it in that I, I really realized, you know, am I, am I willing to throw away in my head, everything I worked for growing up to, to get a chance at being here and, and being something here because I can't handle a little stress that everyone else before me has gone through. And I think that hit the switch for me. Mm. Nice. All right. Well, if you were going to look at, like, let's take, okay, let's see if I can explain this. If you were going to look at your situation from a different perspective, but like as if it was like another you looking at yourself and looking at how you're dealing with things now and, and how many things you're putting on your plate and, and how you're feeling about it all, what, what, would you, what would you be thinking? I'm thinking now that this guy's crazy, <laughs> but also that he's going to learn a lot from this. And this, this is honestly a great time for me to learn my limits. And that's a lot of what this first half of the year has taught me. And the fact that I've, I've made it this far, I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, but I'm also not going to do this again. Yeah. I, there's, there's certain commitments I have. And it gets to the point where I just I can't be the best Army cadet and athlete and student and Oh, heroes leader and FCA leader. One of those is going to start to fall off or yeah. if not multiple. And I've had to try to figure out ways to prioritize time and figure out which of those are most important. But all of those in the roles I'm in, I feel like are all pretty important. So um, I feel like the, the big realization for me is that I feel like I'm doing a disservice to some of these groups by if, if I chose to stay on for. Yeah, because you can't give. It all. Yeah, these these groups deserve better than I'm able to give right now. Yeah. And there's been some awesome leaders that have tried to help me through this and that are that still are. Um, but it's just not fair to them. Yeah. I have I mean there's I have so much respect for the fact that you were able to give yourself the opportunity to say yes to all these things and 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 not be afraid of testing your limits and not and then when you've reached your limit, not 
not crumbling and being like, not, not shying away from failing and just understanding and learning from it. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm definitely okay with failure. And I think you have to be as an athlete. And that's something that's helped me a lot here is it's okay to not be perfect in some of these roles that I may have thought I needed to be before, you know, coming in, I, I thought I needed to be the, the perfect athlete. And um, I, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to that there's just certain things that just, you have bad practices and that's yeah. okay. There's days you're not feeling it and, and that's okay. And this isn't a reflection on you as a whole, but it's, it's a realization that you're a person too. Yeah. Um, how about, do you think it's worth like getting involved? Like I, I know a lot of athletes who don't do a single thing outside of their sport and I mean, they seem fine. And there's some athletes who, you know, they get out there, they do a couple things and then they're athletes like you who just do a lot. And now that you've been one of those athletes who has done a lot, what are your thoughts on like, is it actually worth going to these events and like trying to get involved with the community and meeting other athletes? I think it's definitely worth it. You've got the best advice I was given here was on my official visit meeting with an academic advisor. And they told me, this place is going to try to get everything they can out of you. So make sure you get everything you can out of them. And I thought about that for a while. And I don't think that has to have the negative connotation that it, it probably sounds like. But there's just so much this place can offer. And you've got such a limited amount of time to take advantage of it. I've met so many amazing people and had such incredible opportunities while I'm here. Um, I was trying to think. Uh, the Pac-12... Um, conference last year I went with a former boss basketball player uh, Audie Gildon and we went and represented Oregon and talked about the issues here among student athletes and um, having those direct conversations with the people you know this isn't a an empty conversation where we're just venting our frustration we're talking to, to the people that make changes that are going to affect the whole student athlete body here and just knowing the impact um, that some of these decisions have been able to have Last year, I worked on the uh, St. Baldrick's Cancer Foundation, um, big uh, fundraiser, I guess, in the spring. And we're running one again this year. And as stressful as it was, um, it was it was incredible the day of to see the turnout and get to, to meet some of the kids that were affected and that were being honored that day. And just to see how appreciative their families was. Yeah, or were, it was, it was incredible. And there's, there's so many things like that that, so many people don't even know exist here, but it's just opening your eyes to all the opportunities that exist here. It will get you such a long way. And one of the things I'm, I'm known for here is knowing everybody. And it's kind of a crazy thing, but I do know a ton of people and it's from the different groups I've been involved in. And I didn't know, I, I didn't even know everybody on my team at the end of last fall. Yeah. Um, track's kind of a, a weird sport where you're, you really just practice with your event group but you should at least know who's on your team. And I couldn't have even, I probably could have told you half the people on the team, but just making the effort to go and make friends and connections and people that are, that are going through the same struggles and winning and losing with you is an invaluable lesson that I took from the last year. And even now not being afraid to reach out to people, um, to make new friends, um, to help them get involved and, and share the impact these groups have had on me with them is something I'm going to continue to take even when I'm not involved with these groups. Nice. 
So are you still waking up looking at your schedule and crying? Um, <laughs> man, there's there's been some days, let me tell you, especially at the the start of this quarter. Yeah. Um, it, it does happen. I've just I've tried to do a lot better job lately of making time for myself, um, which is is not easy, but snaps for that. <laughs> it it needs to happen. Yeah. And you know, this the daily grind of scheduling your entire day with stuff that needs to get done um here is going to work for some time but when look at the grand scheme that's five years uh for me having redshirted last year i uh i, I knew this is not going to last and i felt much better lately uh taking more time just to take care of myself that's awesome a lot of respect for you thank you well you speak super well i mean i feel like we got a lot a lot we talked about a lot of things is there anything else you feel like you want to mention or you kind of want to end with or any other reflections? No, it's just the only other thing is I think, I think religion is a tough thing out here and it's not something that is talked about a ton or maybe even needs to be, but I would say whether you're religious or not, don't forget your roots and there's people and whether you're religious or not, there's people um, that care about you in more ways than you can understand and I'm a big believer in prayer changes things. And just the life I've got now, I'm so thankful for. So I, I absolutely love this place. And I, I wouldn't trade it for anywhere else. Um, but it's just it's just got to be one day at a time here. I like how you say if you're religious or not, because there are people out there who aren't religious. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by, like, roots? Just, like, your family? Like, you know, where you're coming from? Yeah, it's—I mean, being from the South, it's—you know, I'm from a little— North Florida is a little more Southern yeah. than in South Florida and just finding those people that are, um, that are from your kind of lifestyle is, is great. I live with a few Southern boys now and it's, it just provides a little piece of home Yeah, and just a nice little reminder that there's, there's people here like you yeah. and there's regardless of what you're involved in and what you believe, there's groups like that here. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming and talking. I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed that. Absolutely. This was great. Thank you, Julia.